this is Naziati Muhammad Yaakov. Welcome to another series on re-examining community architecture. This time we're focusing on the next batch of students who are doing the University Malaya campus design and the number of students we have starting on 13 July for a year is about, well, it is 13 students and we had the first uh, discussion talking about what we're going to do on the 13th of July and talking about a lot of stuff that we is going through our heads, really. Um, yeah. Do we take on the whole of the campus? You know, it's kind of a big campus um, with several residential colleges and and uh, faculties and so on. So we decided to start from the middle, which is the most obvious, the lake. Yeah, the main buildings, the chancellery, the great hall, the students' union, the library, all go around, focusing around the lake. And it was built that way in the 1960s when University Malaya campus started in Kuala Lumpur. There were about six faculties dotting around the lake. So the focus is on the lake and everything seems to radiate from it. So it is necessary for us to feel our way through. We're going to do a walkthrough of several areas. We're going to start walking through from... We're going to park our car at the law faculty or near, near there. And we start from the futsal courts, I think. And... Um, well, just, you know, for me, I'm just wheeling about, and some of the students will be wheeling, helping to assist me wheeling about. Uh, well, literally, they're the one who's pushing me, and I'll just uh, sit back. And it's not going to be easy, because, well, there, at least there's not many cars, so we'll be, I'll be mostly on the road, really, because the pavements are really bad. Maybe I should do an excess audit, or, you know, put a GoPro on my chest and see all the problems. But no, the point I'm trying to make here is that uh, the Unit 2 is going to do a walkthrough with the students, both the tutors, Kevin Maclow, Lisa, and also me. We're going to go, yeah, and with the students, we're going to walk through. Um, the lake is going to be on the right side. Should we go clockwise? Should we go anti-clockwise? At the moment, we'll think about clockwise. Go down there. Um, law on the left, the lake on the right, or there's some of the fields there, the foot, another futsal field, uh, or football field, and on the left, we'll come to the junction going to the faculty of built environment, no, we don't go there yet, we'll go to, we'll see engineering later, and we'll just go around the central area, right up to the library, right up to the students' union, uh, students union or Padana Siswa, as we call it. Then after that, the Experimental Theatre and the Dewan Tunku Chancellor. And then when we come to, um, right to the um, uh, Kuala Lumpur Gate, I think we'll go back to Faculty of the Built Environment right through the, the University of Malaya Medical Center. And we'll probably have lunch there and we'll continue going around that area. And we'll try to get later to other areas such as engineering right up to Zakba Library. 
near the faculty of um, business. So then I think we will finish there and we'll continue the next day. So what am I trying to say is that we're starting our project very soon and that this podcast is sort of a preview, the second preview, and it's something that we need to say out there that we're so excited because we're doing University Malaya campus. We're from University Malaya. And you know what? This is not about campus design, inverted commas. This is about community. This is about the people. Now, when you say designing for people or community architecture, you have to actually understand or empathize with different groups of people. And the students did that. They're devising a few questions of, or trying to do some questionnaires for um, or survey uh, data that we need to get from the students, um, how they move about in transportation, how they find their meals, how they, they do re recreation. So similar with staff. Staff have their own concerns, so you need to ask them about research. You need to ask them about how they go about because they have their own different um, timetable or agenda around the campus and then you talk about other people, visitors perhaps, you talk about workers, or other staff and these are the people who not necessarily live here for ever and ever but well nobody lives forever and ever but we don't live here, we didn't buy a house here, we can't buy a house here there's temporary accommodations here and um, some staff do live in the campus uh, being fellow or college masters and you know um, there are clusters of the strategy from University Malaya is creating clusters of faculties around certain uh, services and facilities and the student determine three zones so it's interesting to note that and um, but how do you actually entangle everything is is everything confusing or everything straightforward? One thing for sure, <coughs> it's not as complicated as maybe um, a community that has layers and layers of people in terms of um, right down to migrant workers, because there'll be less of migrant workers living in Eustim Laya campus, obviously. They do work there, and usually most of them are legal ones. And, um, and They'll be taking the buses and going back home every day. So they'll be working as cleaners or, or um, some of the construction aspects of the university campus. And the students, the students have daytime, they go to classes at nighttime. They have their own activities. In the evening, they do go around the lake a lot. We see a lot of joggers, students running around or going to the the lake area and maybe taking a kayaking there out onto the lake. That environment is kind of interesting in the evening, although I didn't have time to go and enjoy that environment. Um, but usually the staff or the academic staff, they would go back 
at the same time, back to their homes, they could live as far as Shah Alam or Bani and Rawang or even much more far areas, um, far in terms of like an hour and a half journey going back. And Kuala Lumpur is right in a, um, I mean, you know, Simlaya is right in the, next to Kuala Lumpur and Petaling Jaya is, in terms of the greater Kuala Lumpur area, is right smack very near the city centers. It's about 45 minutes to Kuala Lumpur City, um, KLCC, Petronas Twin Towers, very near the, the Kuala Lumpur City Hall too. It's much nearer, about half an hour, really, on a, as average out the travel time with uh, using a private vehicle. Um, what do we do now? What do we think about designing in the campus? Um, if I was a student, I would think about um, trying to understand this campus. Maybe I'm a new student. I'm a new to I'm new to University of Malaya. Maybe I've just been here a year, and something. I would have a disadvantage in a way with someone who's been there three more years or know the, the, the place very well, living there, living in the residential colleges. But I, I would be attracted to do hostel accommodation really because I'm always interested in housing um, issues and, and the fact that uh, a lot of your days are spent at the uh, accommodation, only when you need to go to the faculties or the library or other places do you go. And I could say that 12 hours, I could spending 12 to 16 hours at a hostel. And unless you're a backpacker, you know, you, 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 you travel light and you travel rough and cheaply. A backpacker um, type of traveler. Uh, you don't, you, you'd want to spend most of your time outside the hostel or accommodation and you like to enjoy everything around you. But to me, a student, a student would want to be more at a hostel accommodation because, um, there's a sense of um, a sense of belonging, and I think I think the uh, college masters and fellow try to to make the students happy staying at the hostel and and I've heard one fellow say to me there are there were fights that she had to to uh, to try to get a resolution for some students fighting physically almost you know trying to well not almost still trying to beat up each other physically and I was I wouldn't know what to do with that but there must be something about the hostel environment that is not really conducive for them especially when you have to share a dorm uh, or a room with one or two other person I heard that there is three person to a room and I myself have have been living in a hostel a long time ago and I mean, you know, I, there could be a lot of problems coming out, living with two other people, 
you know, you rub the, the, the others the wrong way, you just don't like the other person, somebody's going to be very untidy, or you're going to be so um, critical of everything and complaining, and it's a ripe, a ripe recipe, or the right recipe for something to blow up, and hostile environment to me is the most challenging design in a way that I'd really get into grips with. I mean, the other environment, the other topics would be fit, more physical. Another topic would be uh, a faculty, a faculty of education or a faculty of engineering or a faculty of built environment. You know, um, I'd like to tackle the faculty of the built environment right now. If I can't do a hostile design, I'd like to do faculty of built environment. I'd ask the question, why do all these departments are together and they're not talking to each other? For example, I would like to know why aren't they talking to each other? Why must they have uh, different ways of approaching or thinking about the faculty? Um, is there no common commonalities? Is there no, no agreement to, to being together? Because I don't feel like it. I mean, I'm... I'm in the faculty, and this has been so from the very beginning. And I don't know about other faculties, you know, which have many departments, like faculty of science or engineering. You know, faculty of engineering have chemical, mechanical, civil, all sorts of biomedical engineering. These are people who are actually in silos doing on their own thing, and there is this complex. I mean, this faculties that are more um, towards the professional uh, professional um, what do you call it the professionals they call it engineers doctors architects lawyers and this side of the campus they put us all together we're not we're not talking to each other faculty of medicine is not really talking to faculty of Built environment, neither is faculty of built environment that which grew, which started in faculty of engineering. We're not talking to faculty of engineering, and definitely we're not talking to faculty of law. Do we need to talk to each other? Now the problem will arise when we when we do something and we need interdisciplinary work done. So we search for people to complement us, right? But we don't know them well. So this is one of the issues of being. A researcher doing something that you very well could just be much more closer with an engineer that is doing digital application for example one as an architect I want to do something to do with the hardware and I want somebody that could do the software of of what I'm doing right now which is a universal design bus stop but I I know I don't really know them, and I'd find somebody outside the university, meaning not I intentionally find somebody outside, but through my dealings with certain agencies and meeting up and being in a committee with certain agencies, I would meet an engineer who comes from another school or another, sorry, another university or someone from the outside. You'd think that accessibility in terms of research, collaborations, would be a great thing in EMC, but no. The way we're set up, is the physical environment 
create 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 barriers for us, you know. Do architecture have a part to play in getting us together in terms of the researchers? And then there's a relationship between the researcher or the or the principal investigator, who is often a senior lecturer, or maybe even a young lecturer, with the team, with the research team. When we apply for grant, we don't really know people who we we are applying with. I mean, yes, we do, but we we are applying this grant so that in order for us to get to know each other, and and the way we do things is that we don't often meet in a outside the, the teaching environment. I don't think so that other people are um, different than me in a way that, you know, the environment doesn't allow for us to have accidental meetings or it's all kind of like isolated in a way, you know, the administrating, administrators, the officers, the, the, the day-to-day um, activity. Not everybody would go to the canteen. I mean, the canteen is not like so great that people would meet. And when there are events, we'd meet and then we'd go. Really, there's not much camaraderie between the, res- the academic staff. I have more camaraderie with the tutors that I interact with week in, week out, and the students that I have to meet week in, week out. And that's not even camaraderie. That's just, we're just doing our job. And of course, during this restricted movement order, we're not meeting with each other. We are doing online teaching. (laughs) What little banter we have on the online teaching. I think I'm looking forward for us to go to the site visit on the 13th of July and for the next podcast on this action research on re-examining community architecture, I will keep you up to date with whatever is going to happen on the site and what transpires. So, yeah, that's what we'll do. We had a good session on online just now, just going through, think, talking about what we're going to do. And so here we go. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again soon. Bye.